0: But yet you're still trying to pour water in you can't get any more in it right see sometimes that's how it is when we come into the house of god we we come in already full already with pre pre thoughts that we already know what's going to happen so therefore god can't pour anything else in so what god said i need for us to empty ourselves out because god wants to pour something into us this morning because he wants us to know he understands our struggle He understands that that we are wrestling. He understands that. But he said if you get to the place where he wants you to be, where he's called you to be, first we have to pour ourselves out. We have to empty ourselves out of ourselves. In other words, get rid of me. Amen get rid of me because me and and self is the greatest problem besides Satan that we have amen so we have to empty ourselves out of me in order for God to fill himself into us amen so there's a crossover place now looking at verse number 24 verse 24 Genesis 32 says and Jacob was left alone and there Wastle a man with him until the breaking of the day. See, the man in transition, he's always in a wrestle. He's, he's always in a wrestle. And in order to get to the place where God wants us to be, the Bible says here that Jacob was left alone. People can't go with you in your wrestle. People can't go with you in your struggle. That's you and the man that's on the inside of you. Amen. So you're wrestling really with that higher being that's on the inside. See, that's a higher level to us that's divine. And then there's that lower self, which is attached to the flesh. So there's a wrestle. There's always a wrestle. Anybody in here that say they don't wrestle with their flesh, tell them a lie. Amen. Amen. Do we not always sometimes wrestle with our flesh? Amen. Amen. We wrestle. So, so we can't take anybody with us in, you know, in this wrestle because this wrestle is with our own selves. So here he's by himself. You, you can't take anybody with you. Nobody can tell you what you need to do except God. And God will reveal to you or reveal to us what is needed to be done in order for us to be set free. So here he is, the Bible says he's left alone. Everything he has, he sends it away. And then there are times when we just need to spend time with self and God. Amen. Now, verse number uh, 25, well, before we go to verse 25, when it talks about him, uh, he was wrestling with a man. In other words, he was wrestling with himself. He says, until the breaking of the day. In other words, until he gets a breakthrough. You have to wrestle, you have to struggle until you get a breakthrough. Amen? Now, let's go to the book of Hosea, chapter number 12. Old Testament, Hosea, chapter number 12. It talks about this wrestle. Hosea, chapter number 12. And we're going to keep our place in Genesis, chapter number 32. But we also want to go to Hosea, chapter number 12. Hosea chapter number 12. Because we talked about that that wrestle that Jacob is having. He's he's going through that wrestle. He's going through that transition. He's trying to get to the higher self of who he is and who God has called for him to be. Now, verse number 2 says, because he's talking about uh, what happened with Jacob and Esau in the womb. Verse number 3 says, he took his brother by the heel in the womb. In the womb is a place of birthing. And the womb is a place of birthing. You know, Sometimes we think that what happened in our life is just when uh, we got older as an adult. Well, that's not true. The arousal takes place in the womb. And the reason why the arousal takes place in the womb, it is because Satan knows who God has called for you to be. And therefore, he does not want you to fulfill your destiny because there are people that are assigned to your destiny. Amen. There are people God has assigned to everybody's life. There are people, if if, if there are some people that's being connected to you and you don't understand why they're there, it just might be they are assigned to you because of your destiny or to help you to get to the place where God has called for you to be. But here the word talks about how he's, uh, he holds on to the heel in the womb, which is your birthing place. okay? And then he says, and by his strength he had power with God. And then verse 4 says, yea, he had power over the angel and he prevailed, he wept, he made supplications unto him. He found him in Bethel, and there he spake with us. Now, there's a lot right there in that verse. When, when the man of tr- in transition, Jacob, when he's wrestling, when he, he, when he is really wrestling there, he is at a place where he's trying to connect with God. Now, th- here's the difference between uh, that spirit of Jacob and the spirit of Esau. If you note that in verse number 4, it says that Jacob, the man that's in transition, that he had power over the angels he prevailed then it says he wept he made supplications unto him and he found him in Bethel Bethel means the house of God whenever we are wrestling and we want to get to that next place or where God has called for us to be or to come up out of a situation or the struggle the Bible says he wrestled and he wrestled until he really found God on the inside. See, this, this here is the house of God. Now, sometimes we get caught up and we so caught up in the Ephesus and, oh, this is the house of God. No, you the house of God. you where God dwells. Amen. So he wrestled and he wrestled. He wept. And he cried because he was sincere because he wanted to find God. He wanted that higher being who God had called him to be. The Bible says he made it with supplication. And then sa- the word of God says there that he found him in the house of God. We look for God everywhere, outside, you know, everywhere in things, material things. And all. No, that's not it. He's on the inside. See, that's why the wrestle, uh, uh takes place and so difficult because God is really on the inside. He, the Bible says he abode. He lives here on the inside. So if for whatever reason, if we feel as if God is no longer present with us, even though the word says he's always with us, it just might be we kind of walked away a little bit from God and we need to get back in line. Amen? Amen. But he did, what I love about Jacob is the fact that he did not stop wrestling until he found God in the house of God. God is not on the outside of us. God is on the inside. So that's where the wrestling takes place. But watch this, this Esau spirit, the one of the world. Amen. Remember now, when we, when we read here in the book of Hosea, he finds God. He finds God in the house of God. He's wrestling. Now, let's go to Hebrew chapter number 12, New Testament, verse number 17, I believe. Yeah, verse number 17. I may read verse 16 prior to 17, amen, because we want to look at this Esau's spirit because a lot of us have birthrights that God has given us that we've, we've sold out to the enemy, amen. Hebrew chapter number 12, I'm going to read verse number 16 and then I'm also going to read 17 because 17 is the key verse in the New Testament. Now, verse 16 says, Least there be any fornicator or profane person as Esau, Who for one morsel of meat sold his birthright? I wonder what do we sell that was given to us by God for things of the world or something to satisfy our flesh? To satisfy our flesh, amen. Now, 17 says this: For ye know how that afterwards, when he would have inherited the blessing, he was what? He was rejected. For he found no place of repentance, though he sowed it carefully with tears. Now, let's look, at, let's look at this. Now, Jacob, he wept, he made supplication, he prayed to God. He found God, right? He cried. Now, th- that's the spirit that's in transition that's really truly seeking God. But when you see that Esau spirit operating in us, and he talks about him having tears and all this stuff, says there was no place for repentance. And the reason God knows us, you know what? Tears do not move God if they're not real. Amen. God knows. See, when that, that spirit of Esau, that spirit that's connected with the world, have you ever seen somebody and they've done you wrong and, you know, he's like, they're going to weep and cry and you know it's not real. Amen. So, and there was no repentance there. You know, we we know as children of God, we know what's real and what's not real. God honored that spirit of Jacob, the one that's in transition. Even though he had not yet arrived, he didn't stop wrestling until he found God. Oh, the problem with Esau was that he was upset because he had lost his blessing. He had lost his inheritance. How much stuff have we lost to the enemy? Amen. Amen. How much have we lost? And yet we, we, we want to weep and we want to cry and we want to beg God. and God said, no. When you had it, you messed it up. See, that was no sincerity there. But we have to understand all this takes place in our struggle. But we want to make sure we're operating in that Jacob spirit. No, we have not arrived yet. Amen. You know, we're in transition. But we will get there, but the first thing we have to do is we've got to cross over J-Box and empty ourselves out. That's a place of struggle. We under, God knows we got a struggle going on. He knows that. He just wants us to be real. Amen. Amen. You know, the, the, wor- the worst thing that we can have is fake folk, fake church folk. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Everything is great. You know, it's like this. And how are you doing? Oh, I'm fine, blessed, and highly favored. And the and the inside, the the inside is messed up. I mean, the inside is tore up from the flow-up. You understand what I'm saying? Be real. I mean, that's why there's so many t- houses that are empty today. It's because church people don't want to be real. We got, we all got issues. Amen. We, but the main thing, even though we all got issues, we got to work on our issues. Amen. We just can't use our issues as an excuse not to serve God, amen, and not do the wrong thing, amen. We all have them. That's why the wrestle, because the enemy does not want you nor I. do. He does not want any of us to reach the destination or be who God has called for us to be. Now, can you imagine if if, if the body of Christ Did what it's supposed to do, live according to the the will of God, how many lives would be changed and would be affected? I mean, I can't even begin to imagine... See, our job is to is, is either plant or water. In other words, well, some of us are planters. Some of us come along and we water. But God got to give the increase. Our job is to give that seed, to release that sleet, seed. Either you're going to plant that seed in somebody, and then you're going to wait. Somebody else is going to come along. They're going to water that seed and then wait for God to give the increase. Well, we like to do the increase in two. We want God. We want to do God's job, right? Because we want people to be on our, our timetable. Amen? Amen? Amen. But it doesn't take God all day to do nothing. Uh, let me put that, let me say that. Because for before we think, okay, you know, uh, you know it, it may be a long, no. When, whenever we're ready, God's ready. Amen? Whenever the student is ready, the teacher's always present. The Holy Spirit, he is the teacher. He's always present. Amen? But we, he knows and he understands that we are in a wrestle. How many folk in a wrestle today can can be real about it? Hey, I'm in a wrestle. Amen. I'm not always there. Amen. Sometimes I lose it. Amen. Sometimes I I say some things I ought not say. Amen. Because I'm in the wrong spirit. Can I be real? Amen. I'm not going to tell you it's always, always right. No, no. I'm not going to tell you that lie. Now, you might go somewhere else and some other preacher might tell you that. But I'm not going to tell you that. Because some days it just ain't, ain't together. Amen. Some days I am not together. And if you match me on my wrong side, if I done got up wrong, amen, you might get blasted a minute or two. Amen. Uh, can I be real? Amen. Amen. We got some perfect folk in the house. Amen. Oh, I said one hand say perfect. We, we need to find out what you're doing. Amen. <laughs> amen. We need to find out what you're doing. But anyway, let's go back to, to Genesis chapter number 32. Let, let's go back to Genesis chapter number 32 because we're talking about that struggle, the wrestle, the wrestle. See, that, that wrestle represents the, the battle of life. You know, and most times the battle of life is between material things and spiritual things. It's between spiritual things and material things. We would much rather have the material things and leave out the spiritual things. And what we don't understand, if we deal with the spiritual things first, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all of these things, all those material things, the Bible says he's going to add them. But we want the material first, and once we get the material things first, we can't handle it. Why? Because we don't have God. If we follow what God says, he said, if you would just seek. That means you, seeking means you got to hunt it. You got to search for it. Seek ye first the kingdom, and the kingdom is on the inside of you according to what the word of God says. Despite what man teaches, the kingdom is not that, oh, we're going to go out there and we're going to take the kingdom up. No, the Bible says the kingdom is on the inside of us you got to take what's on the inside of you first, amen, before you can go out and try to take somebody else's king. You can't do that. It's what's on the inside of you. That's why there's a wrestle. That's why, that's why there's a struggle. The king lives in there, but see, there's that old evil spirit that likes to come up in there and wants to reside too. But we got to learn to boot him out, amen. So, so that's very, very, very important. Now, back to the book of Genesis, chapter number 32, amen. We're back there again, amen. See the enemy. What happens is he can he cannot see uh, um, everything, but yet he's not. I'm not present like the Lord. He's not that. He's not there. You know, only God is there. Now Genesis chapter number thirty-two. We're getting reading at verse number twenty-five. Watch this. It says, "And when he saw, because remember now there's a wrestle that's going on on the inside, and when he saw." that he prevailed not against him he touched the hollow of his thigh and the hollow of jacob's thigh was out of joint as he wrestled with him now let's see here let's look at some of these things that's there now the bible says that when he saw the enemy he saw the enemy within when he saw that he could not prevail he touched the hollow of his thigh. What happens is, is when the enemy sees that he cannot prevail, he will touch your strong points. You know, that, that hollow of the thigh, that's where your strength is. And see, when he can get you in your, in your strongest, part, strongest part, then he knows after that he got you. Amen. we got to be very, very careful. I want to kind of stay here. In other words, he say the, uh, what God says to me is this. Within the struggle, there are struggles of pressure, uh, there are struggles of survival, uh, there's a spiritual disconnection. And so what the enemy does, he, he wants to wound us, and, and so uh, and it ends up, he ends up, he touching that, that, that place, the thigh, which is our strength. But watch what it says in the latter part of verse 25. It says, "And the hollow of Jacob's thigh was out of joint. It was out of joint. He touches our strength, and so once that's when we're wrestling, we become weak. So that out of that out of joint, that means we're operating in a place of weakness. So whenever we're disconnected from God, we can't help but be weak, right?" When, when we don't uh, spend time with God or spend fellowship with God, be in meditation and prayer and praise, we set ourselves up for the enemy to create that, that weak place in us because we ain't got nothing to fight with. It's important that we have something to fight with. Amen. So he touches your, 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 your strongest part of you because he wants to weaken you. If he can weaken you because of pressure, because of the wrestle. Because of a struggle, what happens? I felt like giving up because of what you're going through? See, all that is the enemy. See, you're in a, I hear your Holy Spirit. You're in a wrestle. And as long as that, that pressure is coming on, and, 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 and usually when we're going through, we don't pick up no Bible. We don't praise God. We don't say, thank you, Jesus. We don't do nothing except, war is me. Amen. Can we get real in the house? Amen. Amen. But uh, what we fail to understand is the enemy is just weakening us. And see, the struggle, the wrestle will weaken us. But we can't give up. We have to keep on wrestling until we get our breakthrough. And listen, our breakthrough is coming. Amen. Our breakthrough is already there. Amen. The enemy in our minds, he'll tell you, hey, you might as well give up. What's the use? Right? Well, you, you, you might as well give up. What's the use? No, you got to recognize what voice is talking, huh. you know, a voice that's negative and telling you to do some things outside the will of God. That's not positive. You know, that's the enemy, but he does not want you to reach your de- power. Let me tell you something. Those that's present and then the body of Christ is really going through and in a fight and in a wrestle. you got some you got something working on the inside that the devil is scared of. You got some things on the inside of you that is shaking the very foundation of hell, the spirit of darkness. So if he can keep you down, then all those others that's been assigned to you, then they won't be able to come. So the, as long as the enemy can keep you down, he happy. He happy. Okay, yeah, we all go through, but we still can say, God, I thank you, even though I'm going through. Even though I may not have, God, I I thank you, I praise you we have to do that well I don't feel like telling God I I, I thank him I'm I'm going no that's when you need to tell God thank you that's when you need to when you need to praise God and give him glory because the more praise and the more glory you give him all of a sudden that darkness will begin to change into light and see the enemy don't want the darkness to change into light he wants you to always remain in darkness if you always remain in darkness, that means we will never get to that place that's lit, that pathway. You see, the path for us to travel has already been lit up. And sometimes, I read this the other day, sometimes God gives us just enough light to put one step in front of the other. Sometimes He lets that be a, a little fog there, so you have to stay close. In other words, God said, "You stay close to Me while I order your footsteps." Because sometimes when we can see too much, we'll go too far and add some stuff in. Anybody been there besides me? In other words, you're going to help God. Amen. We're like you know, you know how it is with Abraham and Sarah, you know, and the concubine. They couldn't wait on God, even though it took them 20 years. <laughs> you know, but she wanted to help him out and give him some flesh. Give up the concubine, here comes little Isaac, and she's upset. Amen. Can't can't do it that way. We cannot help God out. Amen. Even in the midst of our struggles, we make the worst time. I hear your Holy Spirit. I don't know who this is for. The worst time to make a decision is when we're in a dark place. There's no way we can make the right decision when we're operating in darkness. There's no light. There's no guidance. There's no direction, even in wrestling. But God says, don't give up. Don't, don't, don't dare give up. What happens if you give up before time in, in the 11th hour? What happened? Because, see, you don't know what's in the 12th hour. If you give up in the 11th hour, and all of a sudden, when the 12th hour comes around, and you'll be like Esau, weeping and crying and begging for inheritance, that blessing, that birthright, And he couldn't receive it. See, the thing is, don't give up in your 11-hour because God got something for you. God got great things for the body of Christ. Even though we're in a wrestle, it's okay. We're going to overcome. We're going to overcome. We're going to overcome. Let me hurry. Now, most times when, when we're going through and we become overwhelmed in that struggle, we get overwhelmed. Now, Psalm 61, and I want to just throw this out there. Psalm 61, verse number 2, tells us we're to run to the rock. When we are overwhelmed, we are to run to the rock. Now, the rock is Jesus Christ. How many of us run to God and overwhelmed while we're in our struggle? Or do we run to people? Well, let me tell you something. Let me, give, let me give you a, 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 a rude awakening. Other folk going through too. We run, God said, run to the rock. He said, when you're overwhelmed, run to the rock. Run to Christ. When we run to other people, they they, they will not give you good sound counsel if they're going through. They'll give you what they think. No, you got to tell me what Jesus said. If you don't know what Jesus said, don't give me no advice. If it's not from the book, because they'll give us something what they think. No, God said, run to the rock. Run to him in our struggles, and our wrestle. You know, when we're really going through it with so much pressure, it seems like everything is weighted down and everything is important. He says, run to me, run to me, run to me. Don't run to the world. A long time we run to the world. No, world don't have to. We say, Dr. Manning said this all the time, the world is a needy place. They got needs. They're a needy place. The world is a needy place. And whatever you got, they're going to make sure they get every bit of it because they're in a, they're a needy place. It's a place where they always got needs. They want something. So you can't run to the world for an answer or a solution. Amen. we got to run to God. Got to, got to run to God. Now, moving on now, you know, that, that weak place. Remember now, the enemy wants to touch us where, where our strength is. And verse number 26 says in Genesis chapter number 32, and it says, And he said, now the man in transition, Jacob, He says, let me go, for the day breaketh. And he said, I I will not let thee go except thou bless me. In our wrestle, in our struggle, don't stop until you get blessed. Don't stop. Don't stop. Don't stop until you get blessed. You got to hold on. At all costs, you have to hold on. Here the man in transition, because he's, he's going somewhere. He's trying to get somewhere. He says, except thou bless me. Look at verse number 27. Verse 27 says, and he said unto him, what is thy name? And he said his name was Jacob. Now, Jacob is the man in transition, but Jacob is also the old man, which means he had an identity crisis. He's still living in the old man. He had been converted. They didn't know it. Have you ever t- spoken to someone and they always talked about their past, what they used to do? Jesus ain't done nothing lately. There's no new testi- testimony lately. It's always one of those from 20 years back. Amen. Because God operates all the time. He's always doing something. He's always, let me tell you how powerful our Savior is. How powerful he is. I, I shared this on Wednesday. We had, I, I had to go to the warehouse, and while we were there, I did not know I had a bad tire. And when I pulled up, uh, the, the maintenance person that's over the maintenance, which is part of the owner, one of the owners in the company, he says, um, you got a bad tire. He said, uh, air going out. He said, "You need to, I need to put some air in tire. I said, okay, no problem, no problem. So then he says, well, I'll tell you what, pull up a little bit more. And he says, let me see if you got a nail in your tire. I said, okay. Then there was this great big old slit, like something had been cut. And he says, well, you need a new tire. He said, I want to order you a new tire. I said, okay. You know, here's the owner of the company. He says, he's going to order me a tire. Said, fine, that's no problem. Then he says, well, you can take it to get it put on. And I said, okay. Then he looked again. He said, well, second thought, I don't believe you could drive that vehicle for a mile. He said, before it would blow out. At that moment, I began to praise God because it could have blown out on the main highway. Amen. And plus, it was on the driver's side. See how God will operate. Well, once I get there and and, and I pull my vehicle down to the shop. Now, we're at at the warehouse, and that particular trucking company, they have their own maintenance shop, okay? So I pull my vehicle down to the maintenance shop, and the guy there takes my tie off, then they loaned me a vehicle to go to get my tire uh, m- uh, mounted. And then the, the guy had ordered the tire. And when I get there and I take the tire with me, it's the wrong size tire. Now, you know, I'm like, wait a minute, man, you, you work working amazing. How can you look at a tire and still get it wrong, the sizing? Well, the man said, well, I said, well, I, said, well, I need to get a tire. He said, well, it's going to cost $81.50. I said, Jesus, one tire, $81.50. But I had to have that tire. But I didn't know God was operating. God was working all at the same time. Well, the man said, "I said, okay. I said, how much is the alignment?" He said, "It well, was sixty dollars." I want that. I just need a tire. So he writes out the bill for eighty-one dollars and fifty cents. I have to take the other tire that the gentleman ordered for me. I have to take it. Well, the next morning, I look at the, uh, uh, my account. And the man only charged me $60 for the tire plus mounting it. And I said, God, I praise you because the tire that the other guy was going to order for me was going to cost me $72. But here he is, I, I'm, I'm at a discount. So I got looking at that to God, what are you really saying? And God says, there's nobody but him that can put you in a place that will get, keep you out of harm's way because I could have had an accident on i five. Uh, then have a maintenance shop where you can drive your car up to on the same grounds. Amen. Don't have to pay nobody no money. They do it free. People don't work on your stuff free no more. <laughs> Amen. They, they 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 do it free and put it back on, and then I'm getting ready to go. Then lend me a truck, one of their own personal vehicles. I'll tell you how powerful the Holy Spirit is. You know, Sometimes we pray, but y'all don't do this here Now. Now. The day before, the Lord told me, he said, now, listen, he said, now, even though I was going to borrow this lady's truck before, he said, now, even though you're going to drive that truck, he said, now, you, you need to know what the registration and all that stuff is. I said, okay, Lord. Well, when we get in the truck, me and Brother Ricky, <laughs> how about the registration was July 2017, which means it was out of date. So I get out of the truck, and I look at the tag. I said, well, just maybe she just misplaced the paperwork. The tag has July the 7th, 2017. I said, now, Lord, I got to drive this truck because I got to pick up some stuff. Amen. So, okay, God, what are we going to do here? So I go and talk to her, and she says, I said, you know your, your tag got a date? And she said, well, I'll tell you what. uh, Just go ahead. and you get stopped by the police, just tell them I'm going to pay the ticket. I said, well, fine, you going to pay the ticket. I said, as long as they don't charge me nothing, I don't care. Rich, I understand you got money. You go ahead if you want a ticket. But I wasn't crazy now. I wanted to pray. I said, now, God, you know what we're trying to do. You know where we got to go. We went to Gaffney. We We come all the way back. When I parked that truck, I said, thank you, Jesus, because I was definitely elite. So y'all don't try that. Amen. I, I was illegal. So that does that, not give you the excuse now to not do have your proper credentials in your vehicle. Amen. But that was one of those situations. Amen. So, so God, he's not in a place where, you know, as far as the testimonies, you know, it's, it's got to be current. Amen. Because God is always, He's always working. Now let's get, oh God, let's get back to uh, um, Genesis 32. Let me get back. I, I took a side. over there. Okay. Let's let's get back here. Now talking about Jacob, he talking, that's the old man. You know, we don't want to con- identify ourselves as the old man. Now verse number 27, verse number 28, in Genesis uh, 32. Uh, ger- verse 28 says, and he said, because remember now he's wrestling with with this on the inside. He's wrestling with with his higher self. And he said, the name shall be called no more Jacob. You're not going to be identified as that old man. But Israel, Israel, for as a prince has thou power with God and with men and hath prevailed. So God gives him a new name. You're no longer that old man. You're Israel, one that prevailed. See, our problem is we are no longer um, allowing God to, to let us be who he has called for us to be. We're still living yesterday. We're still living yesterday. God said, live, live, operate in the new man who he has called you to be. See, the Bible says he was a prince. Now, then he said he has power. Now, when you, when you look at uh, uh, Proverbs chapter number 16, it says this. When a man ways, please the Lord, he maketh even his enemies to be at peace with him. See, when our ways pleases God, not only are we in in right relationship with God, but we're in right relationship as well with our enemy when our ways pleases God. Because, see, what happens is this. Then the enemy is under the jurisdiction. I hear you, Holy Spirit. The enemy is under the jurisdiction of God. So God said, if your ways please me, I will make your enemy become your footstool. Anybody has some enemies being their footstool? You can you cannot figure out why they're so nice to you. Amen. And you, especially when you've gone through what you've gone through with them. Amen. All of a sudden they're nice, you know. It's because your ways, I hear your Holy Spirit, your ways have pleased the Lord. So therefore, now your enemies have become subjective to you because of your, your relationship with God. Amen. Now we're almost done. We we are almost done. Now, verse number 29, uh, Genesis chapter number 32. Now, 29 says, And Jacob asked him and said, Tell me, I pray thee thy name. And he said, "What What is it that thou doest ask after my name? And he blessed him there. Now, uh, you don't have to go. In the book of Judges, it talks about another man that has a wrestle with an angel, uh, Samson's uh, father. uh, It's talking about Samson's father and his mom. And uh, they had wrestled with an angel. And what happened was uh, his name, Samson, had been changed. But the angel tells him because the same question had been asked. He says his name is a secret. That, That got me. He says, he was saying to Jacob, when Jacob asked the angel, so what's your name? He, said, he wouldn't tell him his name. And then the angel says in the book of Judges that his name was a secret. I said, God, what, what what is that? What's going on with that? And the Lord took me to the book of Revelation. And when he takes me to the book of Revelation, he talks about when we are overcome. And when we are overcomers, he says then we would have no eat hidden manna but we would have a new stone a white stone with a new name so there is a new name see we've got a new name we need to begin to operate in that new name that's why it couldn't be revealed because it wasn't time at that point We're no longer Jacob. We're no longer that man in transition. We're no longer wrestling there because God said, I've given you a new name. I've given you a new identity. You just got to walk in it. Now, let's continue. This is the last part, the last verse, last two verses in Genesis chapter number 32. Looking at verse number 30. Now, remember now, he said, he says, a wrestle. Now, God does not reveal the name. We will understand who we are by and by when we come up out of the wrestle, okay? Verse 30 says... And Jacob called the name of the place Peniel, for I have seen God face to face, and my life is preserved. The last verse, verse 31, it says, And he passed over, which means face to face to God, or that that place where we we talk to God, and, and, and not in the sense of physical face-to-face, but when we're in that wrestle, we're wrestling with, with, with God on the inside, the God-man. He says when he passed over that, it says the sun rose up upon him and he halted upon his thigh. Now, whenever we come up out of the wrestle, God says this. He says you're going to be left with some battle scars. You're going to be left with a limp. That limp is nothing but the battle scars that you have uh, endured when you have gone through experiences of life and when you have come up out of the rapture. You've got battle scars. It's a reminder of what you have gone through. It's a reminder. Anybody got any battle scars from experiences of life? You're going to have battle scars, and you're going to be left with a limp. (laughs) <laughs> You're going to be left with a limp, but the limp is to remind us of the wrestle or the struggle of what we had to go through in life. Remember now, there's a wrestle going on in all of us. There's a wrestle. There's a struggle. There's a struggle. There's a wrestle. There's a wrestle. I don't know if the Holy Spirit has touched anyone's life or or, or, or began to, to, to tap right into where you are. But God said, yes, you do have battle scars, but it has to do with what you're going through. And he also says it's because of the struggle, the struggle that's on the inside. There's a struggle. There's a struggle that goes on in our life. And it's okay to have the battle scars because it's a reminder. If we don't have a reminder, we'll forget what we've gone through. It's it's very, very important. Very important. Very important. Right where you are. Right where you are. I want you, the Spirit of the Lord wants you to think about the wrestle that you're going through. The struggling. Old man, the new man. Sometimes that old man will leave some evidence behind that you've been in that wrestle. That's the battle scars. And sometimes those battle scars are not where they can be seen externally, but they are internally. And sometimes only you and God know about those scars. Can we think about that? Can, can we think about the that we're going through. Can we just think about the struggle? The struggle is where we are. But I'm here to encourage you this morning. I'm here to encourage you. God revealed to us what we need to do. We got to empty ourselves of self, and don't stop. Don't stop raffling. Until you get a breakthrough. Anybody need a breakthrough today? Anybody need a breakthrough? It's okay to be honest. It's okay. We ain't got to walk around pretending that everything's okay. One is not. We ain't got to do that. But God says, you're going gonna to make it. You're going to cross over that place. You're going to cross over where you see me face to face. Whenever you're in the presence of God, Remember this, change comes in the presence of God. Change comes. Let's pray. Father, we thank you today. We love you. We pray, Father God, that we have done what you've assigned us to do. And God, we know your word is true. You said that your word would not come back void people are wrestling God they're struggling some may be ready to give up but Lord help them to know if they keep on wrestling that they will receive that breakthrough we thank you for it now God fill every individual with your precious Holy Spirit Strengthen every individual that are weak, that's weak, God. We ask, Lord God, for the infusion of your strength. Lighten the load, lighten the burden. Let them lay the burden at your feet and then travel to the next place where you have for them to be. We place these people, Lord God, in your hands no better hands than your hands, God that we can be in let them rest in your bosom and God, when they rise up, give them hope help them to know God they will reach the other side it's just a metamorphic state they will become that beautiful butterfly with the perfect wings, with the many colors. We thank you for it now. And we praise you and we honor you. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Let's give God a hand clap of praise. Amen. Hallelujah.